From the North Virginia suburbs and near Philly do they ride. One, he has a goatee and a six-string by his side. The other packs a keyboard and sarcasm finely honed. The two men ride together into the great unknown. They are not seeking justice, they've got no wrongs to right. They're just here to sing some dick jokes and head off into the night. In rental vans and airplanes, they travel across the land. With songs of nuns and pirates, they are the opening band. Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm. La 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 la. Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm, Paul and Storm. Please no flash photography of Paul and Storm. This is the G2B Podcast. Hello and welcome to the G2B Podcast. I'm Scott Woodard and joining me, of course, is my co-host Arnold T. Blumberg. Hello, everybody. And today on this musical comedy extravaganza that is the G2B Podcast satellite, we are joined by the miracle of Skype by Paul and Storm, the legendary duo. How you guys doing? Great. Great. Feeling miraculous. Miraculous. I don't think we've ever had a guest say they felt miraculous. Well, wow. just coming over on Skype like this, it rubs off on you. It's sorcery. like magic. <laughs> yes, it's sorcery. Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, because as we're recording this, is just a couple days past Thanksgiving. Did you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving? It was awesome. We had a uh, here at, at the Storm household a non-traditional Thanksgiving. We we cooked uh, Asian food, uh, mostly Chinese. So it was a l- little different, but it was uh, fun. Uh, sounds like Storm is being taken over by Cybermen or something over there, by the way. I don't know if that sounds like that to anybody else. Yeah, he broke up a little bit, but I think we should be okay. okay. That that should be an interesting wrinkle on this interview. There's an alien invasion in the middle of it. We seem to be plagued by technical issues all the time, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> we had a we had a good Thanksgiving ourselves. Uh, oh, and my dogs are agreeing. They are. Uh, you're going to hear them barking at us for a, for a while during this interview because they want to go out, and I'm all the way upstairs. And if I can help it, I'm not going to go downstairs and let them out. <laughs> we'll 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 see who wins this war. I have a feeling they might. I think um, they will. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, we had a very good one. Thank you. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, you guys obviously are here to discuss uh, a, a very epic Kickstarter project that you have uh, that's running right now. And uh, for our our listeners, I'm sure they would absolutely love to hear what sort of goodies they can get if they jump on board and empty their wallets in your direction. So why don't you guys tell us about this uh, this epic Kickstarter project? It sounds like the dogs are about to explode. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm already given up and walking upstairs. Sure, you take the lead on this. Sure. Uh, for those not familiar with us, we're a, we're a music comedy duo that uh, that travels sort of the the nerd vaudeville circuit, if you will. And uh, when we're releasing our next album, Ball Pit, we decided that instead of just kind of releasing it and hoping people buy it and that our fans will buy it, that we would do it as a Kickstarter and use it to launch things like videos and there's an an RPG soundboard app that we've always wanted to do that we put that in there and just collaborations with friends of ours. So we rolled it all into one and launched it about a week and a half ago and we have already blown through all of the the stretch goals that we had initially planned all the way up to the $65,000 mark. Mm. Um, With the vast majority of that going to our various collaborators and people who know what they're doing to say, (laughs) write the app that we have in mind, things like that. And at this point, we're, we're planning out the rest of our goals with precision to get us all the way up to $350,000 
at which point we will buy an ice cream truck and we will give away ice cream and guacamole as we tour the country. <laughs> and we will record this and make it into something awesome. So a lot of that funding, most of it is going to go to uh, obviously buying a truck and hiring a producer and a camera person and an editor. And it's just really crazy and we're having so much fun with it. And you're only, what, like $190,000 shy of the goal to get the ice cream truck at this point? Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> You'll do actually, it. You'll do it. Technically speaking, 290000 Okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what's what's $100,000 here? <laughs> give or take. Yeah, I can find that under my couch. Yeah, as you do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it sounds great. And I was reading about uh, some of the collaborations, and I did notice, of course, the double clicks are listed there, and they're they're local to me. I'm here in Portland, Oregon. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it looks like a nice lineup of, of people. And I'm really excited about the RPG app. Yes, I'm a, I'm a hopeless tabletop gamer. And, uh, I certainly have watched your. Is, your... is there any other kind? No, really? not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I've certainly seen your, uh, your, the work you guys have done for the Acquisitions Incorporated videos, and that has always been entertaining. So Critical Hit has, has been part of my, my gaming experience ever since. Critical Hit! How do you like that cheap? Maybe that's what you need. Well, that's great. You are exactly why we are doing it. Uh, response to that Acquisition Sync game at PAX Prime 2011 was so huge that we've wanted to do this ever since then. And we just meet, we just made that goal just a couple of days ago. So we're at this point, it, it'll be certainly at least 75. Uh, short songs similar to Critical Hit that will be set into a, a very nice app uh, with a professional app developer company that actually does this kind of thing for a living. It's not just us uh, poking away uh, at code like a monkey with a gun. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a, so that's the title of your next song right there. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, some of the other stuff uh, uh, that you had on there, is there anything else that you wanted to share about the, the Kickstarter? Because there, there seems like it's just actually, a massive list. Funny you should mention we're actually just announcing a uh, our next stretch goal, which is kind of epic. Um, let me get to the list, because there's actually a list I have to read off. It's a big uh, scroll. I just envision you shaking it out in your room there. Our next stretch goal, which I believe is it is it eighty thousand dollars storm or eighty five? I can't remember anymore. Uh, it is I believe it is eighty thousand. Eighty thousand yes. dollars, our next stretch goal. We are going to be releasing what we call the Paul and Stormonomicon, which is going to be an <laughs> anthology of uh writing and very short stories and illustrations inspired by our songs and our music and such. Nice. Uh, with a whole bunch of contributors. Let me read through the list of contributors. Please, please do. Um, here's the list of authors who are contributing so far. Uh, James S.A. Corey, Lev Grossman, Mikey Newman, Patrick Rothfuss, John Scalzi, and Scott Sigler. And then the illustrations so far are going to be done by Bill Amend, uh, Scott Johnson, Len Peralta, Chris Straub, Zach Weiner. Annie Wu, and also illustrations by Will Wheaton and Neil Gaiman. Sweet! <laughs> this sounds like hoping... something that really shouldn't be read out loud, though. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I think I've already summoned something. just yeah. list. <laughs> And we're, we're hoping to add some names to that, those lists uh, as well between now and when it ends. But e even as such, uh, we were pretty thrilled to, to, to watch it come together 
as we called in favors and asked friends if they were willing to contribute. Uh, so we're, we're, we're looking forward to that as much, if not more, than anybody else might be. And they're all signing contracts in blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we're, we're keeping various loved ones of theirs chained up until the <laughs> job is done. But, uh, so that's going to get made available exclusively to the Kickstarter backers. That thing goes, disappears back into the Aether, uh, <laughs> once, once it's done. We're not selling that or giving it away afterwards, but it'll be available as a paperback and, uh, and an ebook, oh, okay. either as an add-on or it'll, it'll become, uh, part of some of our higher reward levels, but it's also going to be available as an add-on, so. And you said that was at the eighty thousand. That'll be at the eighty thousand dollar mark. And you're yes. almost there, right? Well, we're like sixty six and change. Yeah. Eh, chunk we, we are hope it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping once we release this that uh, that people will see see how how badly this needs to happen. Yes. Yeah. And what beyond is- beyond that, we're also hoping for fur- if if things go really well, we're also hoping for further stretch goals of uh, an animated holiday special. We've already unlocked doing an audio holiday special, uh, but hopefully we'll be able to get it animated, sort of in the spirit of uh, Rankin and uh, Bass. Yeah, in the in the Rankin yeah. Bass and Charlie Brown Christmas spirit. Uh, although we're not sure what holiday it'll be about, we haven't chosen that yet, and we've specifically left it vague. I think Simchas Torah should be in there. Simchas Torah, Tish above, maybe <laughs> yes. you know, Day. I think you got hits. something with that one. <laughs> the, the the Jews are generally underrepresented, <laughs> I think, in the animated holiday special <laughs> pantheon. Although they this all produce them. This is what you them. need to do for us. That's it. That's it. Well, it'll, it'll be for Simchas Torah, but we're not going to get any of the details right. We're just going to make <laughs> up right. whatever we want. We're, we're going to somehow have all the details from Ramadan involved. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Diwali or something. Uh, so we're hoping to make that happen and also uh, to fund another music video for a song of ours that's actually going to be a motion comic video hmm. uh, because the, the subject matter of the song is very comic booky, And we're hoping maybe to even also uh, release the comic book version of that song. Those are a little further down the road. but In, in uh, other words, no media is safe from exactly. the onslaught That's, of this yeah. Kickstarter. <laughs> that is exactly right. We're, we're, uh, I think the only type of media we have not uh, explored yet is uh, our own perfume line. Oh, we know that's that's at the hundred and fifty thousand dollar level. <laughs> well, I think we'll just make we'll make a root beer maybe, and that could be worn as a perfume. That's right. That's right. It could be a it could be a perfect storm. So there you go. <laughs> hey. There you go. Oh, that was. I actually painful. wanted to ask, given all the all the stuff that you're listing here, one of the fascinating things I've seen a lot of people doing Kickstarter for a lot of different kinds of projects, and you're this is reaching into all these different kind of media. Doesn't this require so much energy and and attention to constantly keep everybody aware of what's going on, manage this sort of thing? It's quite a project in and of itself to be running a Kickstarter and keep it alive the whole time. It is. It How is. About that? <laughs> and we we know we have a number of friends who've run Kickstarters of various sizes, so we we kind of knew what we were getting into. So we planned to have the time to be able to really run it. And uh, and knowing we we're in the holidays right now, that it'd be even a little bit more difficult. But that um, it's just so much fun, and it's been um, it's just a great excuse to work with friends and. Um, and try to try to make as many of these things happen as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like that community that you're in the mu- the music comedy community is really tight and really supportive. Well, we're all hanging by a thread, so we have to. Stick <laughs> you mean you're not all bazillionaires now? You know, funny enough, we're not. Um, but <laughs> no, that's that's the thing. Is this this Kickstarter? It's also 
all of our friends. We we do favors for one another, but this is an opportunity to actually to actually pay some of our friends to do things. <laughs> Uh well one actually while we're uh, talking about your friends and everything I, why don't you tell us a little bit about the I mean obviously we could talk for hours about this kind of thing but a little bit about how you got where you are today I know the whole Da Vinci's Notebook thing happened and that's how I was first introduced to you back when you did the the Ballad of the Sneak for the Brothers oh, Chaps yeah. going way way back uh but it's uh it's I'm sure it's a fascinating story uh can you do a real quick little brief and let to let our listeners know how Paul and Storm became what they are. Yeah. So as you mentioned, we were originally in Da Vinci's Notebook for Person Acapella Band. Uh, that ended in around 2004, and the two of us decided to continue on as an acoustic duo. And uh, we wrote all new material and learned to play instruments. And originally, we, we didn't really know what audience we were going to hit. And then we we began touring with Jonathan Colton just a couple of years after, not too long after we started as Paul and Storm and kind of hit our stride from there. And then really, I think the next level up for us was when we started uh, Woodstock, the sort of nerd geek vaudeville show that we do with Will Wheaton and Adam Savage. And from that, that ended up being such a, a nerdy love fest and, got us in touch with even more folks within this universe. And from there, it just became, you know, these became our, our friends, and these are all people who do cool and interesting stuff and who like to collaborate. So that is really a, a big part of it. And also PAX, uh, Penny Arcade Expo, hmm, was it, okay. I think 2009 was the first year we did yep. PAX. Yep. And that was really seminal, where it felt like, wow, here we are in front of 8,000 hardcore gamers and just feeling the embrace from that and realizing, yeah, this really is where we belong and the, the folks that uh, that we should really concentrate on. You were home. And it's, uh, it's been really great ever since. George R.R. R. Martin, please write and write faster. You're not going to get any younger, you know. Winter is coming, I'm growing impatient, and you've still got two whole damn books left to go. So write, George, write like the wind. I cursed the day that my friend ever loaned me an old dog-eared paperback called Game of Thrones. How could I know that this seed would grow into an addiction that held me right down to my bones? Now five books later I lurk with the masses Indignant, entitled, and waiting forward That the great bearded glacier has finally published 900 more pages of crack for the nerds Why does every new verse of your song Keep taking you so goddamn long? George R.R. R. Martin, please write and write faster Please give us boiled leather and sigils and steel we need our allotment of incest and intrigue And six-page descriptions of every last meal So write, George, write like the wind One of the things that's interesting, too, you mentioned Woodstock And uh, I've also seen where, you even mentioned on your own site That there's there have been Twitter hashtags that have gone around on the internet <laughs> Been a phenomenon in a variety of different ways Who do you look to as your inspiration for the kind of work that you do? What was the sort of stuff that entertained you? that perhaps you've drawn from just generally in terms of what musically in terms of music comedy that sort of thing yeah 
Um, Paul, do you want to want to jump? Sure. Uh, well, growing up for for me, certainly it was people like Tom Lehrer, uh, Stan Freeberg, Weird Al, of course, uh, Smothers Brothers. Uh, pulled from a lot of different a lot of different sources, and just you know, generally comedically, things like Monty Python and uh, Kids in the Hall and various shows like that. Uh, anything that was kind of smart and funny uh, mm-hmm. was was always important to me. More recently, I don't think it's uh, out of line to say that Jonathan Colton is actually still a, a pretty big inspiration. He's just he's a ridiculously smart person, uh, and I, I've often joked that uh, our general business model be, should be to just watch what he does and then do it six months later. <laughs> Portal uh, Three is coming up, I'm sure. It's, yeah, it's it's not that far off. He just sort of <laughs> he he's as I say, he's very smart. He's very astute uh, as far as how to sort of manage his career and keeping his eye on where things are going. He was a very early adopter of things like Twitter and as such, we got on board relatively early. And now I would say most of our, um, most of our fan interaction anymore is no longer through our, our uh, website, although there's still certainly some of that, uh, but mostly through social media like Twitter. Uh, and, and it's, it's those types of things that, that we, we sort of look to him for guidance on still. And even to the point of launching this Kickstarter, we, we learned a lot. You know, we asked him lots of questions from the, the, the very successful one he ran, ran recently for his Code Monkey Save World uh, comic book. Uh, and he had he had a lot of very valuable things to say about uh, what to do, what not to do, and and what kind of approaches to take uh, to to not lose our shirts and not go insane while doing it. <laughs> not that we're not going insane, and still might possibly lose our shirts, but we, <laughs> yeah, we at least have guidance. Yeah, we're making a go of it at least. No, that's awesome. Hey, Arnold, take uh, very close notes about Jonathan Colton. Just I will. I will. I'll do that. Well, I think we're um, I think we're growing somewhat close to the end of this uh, our wonderful we have chat here. Minutes to go. I did want to make a brief mention of having watched Learning Town and oh, oh. Yet. oh yeah, that hasn't been mentioned. Take a walk down the road less traveled, then a left at the sharing tree, or the velveteen hills past the mountains of hugs to the place where our hearts can run free. Learning town along with me We'll live and laugh and know and see And learn and love and grow And be just who we want to be In learning town Another another beautiful example of some of the stuff you've done that obviously draws from childhood and so many other references and yet it takes it to a whole other level. <laughs> and I was actually wondering about what other what other kind of things you might pursue in the future that would be similar to that, or if you were going to consider doing other productions of that nature. Yeah, we would love to do uh, more projects like that. Uh, Learning Town was such an awesome experience to work with Geek and & Sundry and, and uh, with, with all the folks on that. Um, there's really nothing that we don't want to do. And <laughs> Way to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, but having said that... Um, I mentioned the the ice cream and guacamole tour. That is, it's kind of a silly thing, but that would really be the output of that would be some sort of of series. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it is about just having fun with our friends uh, who are really interesting, creative people. That's probably the best way to to work on just about anything. Really, is to have fun with your friends. Yeah, That's a nice, nice yeah. way of putting it. I yeah, think absolutely. Yeah. 
What a great way to wrap it up, too, I think. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess we're just going to call it quits at this point, guys. I just want to really want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a really great conversation, and best of luck with the Kickstarter. I definitely want to see this ice cream and guacamole truck driving across the country. So. <laughs> you and us both. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, Let me we'll, tell you, we make really good guacamole. Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on the uh, Kickstarter, and of course, we'll provide links for it in our show links and our show notes and supporting you guys in every way that we can. And uh, good luck with the Kickstarter. I, I hope it uh, pays off wonderfully and we get everything we deserve. Thank you. We really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening to this satellite episode of the G2V Podcast, part of the Chronic Rift Network at chronicrift.com. Visit our official website at g2vpodcast.com. Subscribe to us via iTunes. Join our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at G2V Podcast. And you can always email us directly at contact at g2vpodcast.com. If you're all alone, except for ghosts, ghosts aren't real, I have an idea. Oh, yeah.